Hey, and welcome back to the Black Zen Weekly Wellness Podcast. I am Jasmine, and as always, I'm here with my sister, Stacy. Stacy, say what's up. Hello, everybody, and happy Monday. We are your Black Zen team. Correct. And this Monday, we are continuing our conversation about how to build your own personal wellness retreat at home. Your own personal meditation or wellness retreat. Thank you. <laughs> and just wanted to clarify, last week we talked about the major differences between a wellness retreat and a meditation retreat. I stand just to give context. corrected. <laughs> I think it's always clear who's the older sister. Well, it's just funny that you would say the wellness retreat. I would say meditation retreat because that's usually what we find ourselves in. So for those that don't know what we do, let's just circle right, back let's, here. Let's circle back. <laughs> so for those who don't know what we do, we are an organization that is dedicated to making sure that all of our content and all of our offerings are designed to help move you forward in life. Absolutely. We're focusing on meditation retreats for the month of March mm-hmm. to really start giving you capacity and giving you space and giving you room to see the kind of changes that we all want to see. And showing you exactly how to build that for yourself because we realize that not everyone has the opportunity to go away, to completely, you know, check out of their lives, to to go somewhere, to travel, to all those things. There's a way to actually I say go to the woods, right? To go no, to the woods, time, right? To go to the woods, to to the woods or, or you know, sit on a cliff somewhere and, and meditate for four hours. While that's lovely, the truth is a lot of us lead very busy lives, and so it's about how do we recreate that experience for ourselves in the comfort of our own homes or somewhere close to it. So. If you are curious about what we do when we're not talking about how to build your own personal wellness and meditation retreat, (laughs) go to our website. That's blackzen.co. That's blackzen.co. You can find out more about what we do and why we do it there. There's also an opportunity to sign up for our monthly guided meditations if you're not already on the list because that's an exclusive offering only for those who subscribe. So be sure to uh, check out there. If you have any questions on anything that you hear or anything that you've seen from us, we are always open to a conversation. Feel free to email us at info at blackzen.co and we will get back to you as soon as we can. I'm glad you mentioned signing up for the guided meditation on our website because what we do in that guided meditation is really to support, just like this week's topic is on meditation and wellness retreats, Mm -hmm. (laughs) the meditation this month is really made to support creating that space. Right. And how do we create that silence? So let's jump into our topic this week, how to build our personal meditation retreat Mm -hmm. and how do we create a retreat environment, which is so important that people, you know, that's what they're looking for. So let's talk about the pieces that make that and how you can make it at home. Yes. Perfect. Perfect segue stays. So I think one of the most important things about a meditation retreat or about a wellness retreat that people tend to gravitate towards is that there is this opportunity to have a physical detachment from your everyday life. Yeah, that is key to every retreat. Any type of retreat, it's getting out of what you normally do in your day to day. Mm -hmm. And so in the same way that You know, when you are going on vacation, you, you know, you make sure that you put on your out of office email. So it's like, (laughs) when, as soon as somebody tries to reach you, it's thank you for your message. I will return (laughs) on on (laughs) X date and I will talk to you then. If this is an emergency, please contact XYZ. (laughs) Right. It's the same thing. If you think about how do you do that in your personal life? Because, well, no, that's how you really create a retreat for yourself is telling yourself first that I'm going to dedicate this time. It could be any day of the week, right. any time of day, mm-hmm. that this is just for this. Yeah. 
Yeah. And that's it. And let everybody, put everyone else on notice. Exactly. That I will be gone. Exactly. I will so be you, out and don't call me. Correct. <laughs> correct. And if it's an emergency, you may contact XYZ. Such and yeah. such has the information you may need to be helpful. Otherwise, I will get back to you upon my return. That's my favorite <laughs> yeah. ending to any of my out of office. And, and I will get back to you upon my return, which means don't expect me to pick up the phone. <laughs> don't expect me to respond to an email because I've given you all the tools you need to help yourself and yeah. to let In me my have absence. my time. In my absence exactly (laughs) and i think especially for people who are responsible for lots of things in life whether like kids or family members if you're taking care of other people if you have your own organization that you run if you have a department that you're in charge of if you just have certain you know pieces of of volunteer work or things where people are coming to you for lots of things even your day-to-day nine to five yes yes these are still responsibilities that you really have to physically detach from to create this meditation wellness retreat environment exactly so we say that to be funny but we also say it to be honest which is that a part of putting on that external out of office note is that for yourself you're you're acknowledging that you are going to check out and to others you're letting them know how to reach someone if they need to but that you won't be uh, the one responding in that moment yes and here's another thing too i think when we're creating our personal retreat Mm -hmm. setting these parameters is that going to be yeah. for four hours? Is yeah. it going to be for a whole day? Is it a weekend? Don't bother me. Right. You know, so this is all how to, we're teaching you how to craft from the beginning. Right. What your meditation, sorry, what your meditation or wellness mm-hmm. retreat will look like. You guys know I'm going to keep saying meditation. And I'm going to keep saying wellness. So keep, know that we will. We be, mean both. We whatever mean works best for you. Exactly. If right. you're still not sure on what the difference is. Check out our last podcast. Right, exactly. So, um, and then what I will say is that as soon as we do that, as soon as we set aside our time and our time to physically detach from what our responsibilities are, that's really the beginning of creating our mental space. No, that's creating the personal retreat. The that, personal that's, retreat. That's, that's, that's creating the physical space for the retreat. Correct. I would say the next big component to Creating a personal retreat mm-hmm. is mentally detaching. Mm, okay. Physically detaching is external. It's mm-hmm. with others. Mm-hmm. Mentally detaching means we're turning off our phones. Mm. We're not posting. This is not the time to post on Instagram. I'm having a retreat, you know. Right, right, <laughs> like, exactly. This is not the time for social media. This is not the time for any type of mental activity that's going to take you out of the work you want to do here. I think so. And I think it's also, you know, it is meant to be a private moment. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's the whole reason why people go on a retreat in the first place, because it's meant to be a private conversation with yourself. Absolutely. So I think, you know, as soon as you share it out publicly, you kind of miss the boat on it being a private moment. Absolutely. Yeah. Turning off phones, mm-hmm. getting really in touch and mentally detaching mm-hmm. from anything outside of your retreat time. Right. That would be a distraction for the time that you've set aside for yourself. Great. Mm-hmm. So third piece. Yes to your personal meditation retreat. Mm -hmm. I'll let Jasmine talk about this one. Before I talk about this one, I I do want to mention, sometimes people don't realize we all get a certain amount of sick days, no matter what kind of work you have. You Mm. can use a sick day for a personal wellness retreat. Oh, I like this, Jasmine. Right? You're you're, you're giving me actionable steps. Yes. (laughs) And I think sometimes we forget, we all get it, no matter what kind of job you have, whether it's hourly, salary, what have you, we all get a sick day. And it's okay to take a sick day for a personal wellness retreat. 
one of my old jobs, we called it a PTO day, meaning personal time off. That's yes. six days. That's right. It's a mental health day. I call it mental health days for sure. Mm-hmm. And I've definitely used them for this purpose. Yes. So <laughs> I, I want to throw that out there if you're thinking, well, I don't have the kind of job where I get to do that. Everyone's got that kind of job right now. Well, funny, if you're in California, board, it's required. Use sick Take time. advantage of Take that. Take advantage time. of that yeah. and use that as your way to avoid getting sick later <laughs> to have a personal wellness like day. That. So I, I'll throw that out there as a little tidbit. All right, that's great. Mm-hmm. All right. So back into their elements of yes. a personal retreat we have the physical checkout, mm-hmm. the mental detachment, the third one, food and body. I'll let Jess talk about this one. She's like the. Mm hmm. I know. You're the veg. I know. I I will go in on food any day of the week. And don't worry, at some point this year, I hope that we will. But just to quickly go into it, in any meditation or wellness retreat, you'll notice there's always this component of food and of the kind of food that they're serving you. And that typically tends to be vegetarian. It tends to be uh, high in fiber. It tends to be low in sugar. It tends to be natural ingredients and all of that is really purposeful what she's saying is don't go plan your meditation treat and expect to eat burgers the whole time correct it's just not it may serve. not be the experience <laughs> that you're hoping for yeah. because food really does there is a very true connection between what we eat and how we feel and so if you think about that and you say okay well here are some things that i know i always feel good later and i don't mean like a lazy feel good i mean like an energized feel good right yeah. so if i have a really good salad with some like nice lean protein i'm like that was just enough i'm not too full i can still concentrate but i'm also not so stuffed and tired that now all i want to do is take a nap so just think about that it's a really simple thing but it's actually quite useful to think about your personal retreat and how do you set up that experience because at some point you're going to have to eat but what are you eating? That actually brings up a good point about fasting. Mm. Most meditation retreats have a fasting component where you're eliminating something. And fasting could be food. It could be drink. It could be anything that you're really taking out mm-hmm. of your regular day-to-day experience, mm-hmm. you know, and taking a break from that to gain clarity around it, right? So yes. when it comes to choosing the right foods, maybe it's deciding to fast from eating junk food for your meditation period Mm -hmm. or fasting from soda or fasting from anything that's going to not support healthy lifestyle. Right. Obviously, I mean, healthy can mean something for different people. Absolutely. My healthy lifestyle, I eat a steak. Exactly. Once a week. Healthy to that, me, and I and I it brings me joy. Exactly. <laughs> and Jazz by all means, like, Don't. no. And <laughs> by all means, I'm taught, hey, whatever. Food, food is on is on this earth for us to eat it. So by all means, everyone make whatever choice feels right for you. Um, but I'm just saying, when we're thoughtful about that, that's another mental cue for yourself to say this is actually a really special time, and I'm going to be yes. really thoughtful about all my choices involving this particular During time this I set time, aside. time, exactly. And that's another way to help us detach, really, mm-hmm. is to really be able to isolate this time That's to something, be something different, something different. Something you change different. your food, you change your physical detach, you mentally detach, mm-hmm. you change what you eat at mm-hmm. this time. The other piece that I would like to throw in yeah, let me hear. for my personal meditation retreat, okay, some component outdoors, some nature component, something where I am outside. Sure. Doesn't mean I have to go to the healing waters of Lake Minnetonka. Those of you that get that reference. But some outdoor activity. Right. I don't have to be on a cliff in Santa Monica. No. No. It's, I no, get it. Yeah. But just something where I'm outside. Yeah. Because I think Jasmine's mentioned this before in other podcasts is that being outdoors really does help you get grounded and mm-hmm. it helps to almost feel that renewed sense of 
what? What is that, Jess? I don't know. It's interesting. I think it is a renewed sense of of natural energy that just comes yeah. that just comes from being um in connection with nature but also there's this element of I'm, I know for plenty of retreats that I've been on there's been an opportunity for us to walk outside and yeah. maybe that walk outside was in the woods or it was in a park nearby or it was somewhere where it was just a nice tranquil place mm-hmm. to take a walk and so for you if taking a walk is your outside and and it's not taking a walk with like listening to a podcast in your ear or no. talking on the phone or like listening to music but it's truly actually using that moment outside to just be outside, just be outside. yeah and funny enough i think the reason why the nature aspect or being outside component is so important hmm. is because a lot of us work indoors yeah and so going outside is another mental cue that we're doing something different yes we're having a different experience right now we are setting the stage I love that. for a different experience yeah so, i love that i love that you know we yeah. have to be like jasmine and sky gaze no but- not at all you know me i've already told you i love to stare up at the sky and do nothing else you don't have to be that much of an oddball i get it but i do me you do you but <laughs> but, but but having an outdoor component yeah. to your personal meditation retreat i think is key I think so too. So. I definitely think so too. And if you notice, we're actually starting to create almost a schedule of the day mm. for how you're going like to go that. about your time. And I think there's something that's really lovely about having that schedule ahead of time where you've already thought about how you're going to anchor your experience throughout the day. Yeah. Because that's essentially one of the great things about a meditation retreat is that someone has already thought about all these elements for you. Yeah. And they've designed that day with these elements in mind. And so we're giving you all these juicy tidbits of what to include in your personal so you can Wellness plan ahead. and meditation retreat, so you can plan ahead. And you know what else? When you plan ahead, you also are able to mentally detach. Mm-hmm. You know, you don't want to be planning in the middle of it because that's not mentally detaching. Correct. So, Correct. That's the other little key piece. We encourage you to do this planning first mm-hmm. before you start your, mm-hmm. your plan. Here. It just, it all, it all helps to create the best environment and to set the stage for the experience that you're hoping to have. Yeah. Even, and I, I say hoping lightly because yeah. I think it's so important to come into a retreat experience being open to what that experience will be instead of expecting it to be something. Or not you going know? in with an intention. Is that what you're saying? Like you don't want to put expectations on the experience. You right. Want it to be something organic that happens while you're there. Yeah. So really what okay. you're doing is just creating the container so that okay. whatever comes out of that experience is exactly what you needed to experience. Mm-hmm. And all you're doing is setting up all the things that need to be in place in order for you to have the best experience in that moment. I like that. Mm-hmm. And of course, it wouldn't be true to us if we didn't talk about what we find is the most important piece of any retreat, some level of silence. Yes. All it's, of this is setting up silence. It really is. <laughs> because we talked, I mean, last week we talked about how in silence during meditation retreat is where you're going to grow, is where you're going to build the capacity to take this meditation and take this feeling of refreshed energy mm-hmm. after the meditation's over or mm-hmm. after re- the retreat's over, mm-hmm. right? So finding some component of silence. And this yes. could be meditation. I've had yoga where I sit in Shavasana for 15 minutes. Oh, I can understand that. I can <laughs> totally see that. It's definitely not meditation, but I'm just lying down, you know, relaxed sure. position, eyes closed, no, just turning things off. Yeah, I totally get that. And I would say that if you are in the process of developing a meditation practice, it could be that you're not quite at the point where you feel most comfortable sitting in silence for long stretches of time. I think it's okay to have two minutes of silence to start and then 
breathing exercises and then three minutes of silence and then breathing exercises and then 10 minutes of silence. So you, you don't have to, don't feel like you have to have this sort of makeshift experience that you've seen on TV or that you've read about. Make sure that the experience is true for you. Where are you? Where are you in your practice and what makes the most sense? You know what's funny? Hmm. You're the wellness retreat person, but I'm actually going to bring in a wellness thing here. Oh, me here. In terms of silence. Okay. I have been on um, some pseudo wellness retreats okay. where we're coloring. We're just doing some art project. I love coloring pages. I know you yes. do. <laughs> oh my <laughs> gosh. But what I'm saying, even that could be a form of silence. Yeah. Because technically, yeah. your mind is still, you're not activated and it's still quiet. You're not talking. I'll so give you that. That's I a wellness retreat that. thing that can be taken to a meditation retreat. In terms of finding silence. Oh my God, I love it. <laughs> I don't know why I love coloring Jam so much, but coloring. I do. I mean, I feel like the more the more you all get to know me. You'll see these books. Yeah. <laughs> but I will say, um, and actually now hearing you say that, another interesting thing to do, especially because we talked about the difference last week between a meditation retreat and a wellness retreat. I think for some people, meditation could be the only focus of this time that you give yourself. Oh, yeah. The other piece could be that maybe you gravitate more towards a wellness retreat. And if that's the case, maybe this is, maybe you set aside an hour of your, of your personal wellness time to building your vision board, you yeah. know, and maybe that's. Or painting your nails. You know, or like. Using a right. whole hour. You, exactly. I mean, again, planning your personal, we call it personal call because it's whatever you need. Exactly. Right? So building your personal retreat experience mm-hmm. in that time mm-hmm. to do what feels good and right, what's going to enter, you know, motivate you. Right. And you can still take all these pieces and have a wellness retreat as well. Exactly. So. And then I think ultimately, you know, with any great retreat experience, there's always this feeling when you're nearing the end of it, where it is a clear before and after the experience. A you reset know? button. A lot yeah. of times that's the the impulse to want to go on a retreat in the first place, right? Is to want to have this opportunity to reset your life in some way mm-hmm. or to reset your mindset in some way or to reset your uh, emotional health or personal well-being in some way to kind of get back to a great neutral. Yeah. And it's know? not only the expectation, but I think from everyone I've talked to, mm-hmm. most retreats have a before and after. They're like... My life like was like this before. Mm-hmm. My life is like this now. Right. That's the sign of a good retreat. Yeah. Because it's showing signs of movement in, in areas that were well, that you stalled. didn't know before. Yeah. yeah. Absolutely. Yeah. That you, or so. that you didn't see clearly before, and now you're like, oh, wait a minute. That piece that was fuzzy now makes total sense about how I should be moving forward in that particular area of my life. I think there's such value in that, and I, I, I always say, and I think I've already touched on it a little bit, but I want to make sure I mention it again. Some of the best experiences that people have when they go on a retreat is getting something different than what they expected to receive from that experience. Uh-huh. And so I don't want you to go into this personal retreat, especially because you plan it. So you kind of know what you want to get out of it. And I think that's the only danger in us planning it ourselves. Sure. So just something to think about. Remain open. The planning process is really just to build the container, as Jasmine would say. Correct. To allow whatever happens organically to happen Mm -hmm. because the container is already set. Yes. Every retreat that I've been to so far, I go in with the expectation or the intention Mm -hmm. to leave feeling this way or have this thing worked out. Right. And usually it's something that wasn't even on my radar. Correct. That needed to get cleared out. Correct. Correct. So that's why we say just remain open to the process and really what we're doing by thinking about how do we create the elements of our personal retreat, we're doing that because we're just trying to create the right container for whatever our growth needs to look like. So we'll leave it there for this week. 
Be sure to tune in next week because sometimes the biggest adjustment is going back into our lives after having such a great retreat experience. And what does that look like when we have to take our post-retreat self back into (laughs) our old life? (laughs) Have a great week, fam. We'll see you next Monday.